0: I would always have like this vision of wanting to offer hope to the world.
1: What the hell? What the hell? What the hell is up? What the, hi! And welcome to this new experimental podcast of mine. My name is Claire, and I'm here to ask the tough questions in life, such as, what the hell is up? With you, with me, with the world, with those crazy vegan YouTubers out there on the web? This podcast is a plight for me to be more honest and to put something out there that might be an encouragement to others. I'm keen on honesty and authenticity yet I have somewhat learned to hide. So I hope that each podcast episode will allow me to get more comfortable in sharing out about my journey. Topics which will be addressed include my journey of mental health struggles, self-esteem and self-worth, sexuality, and a whole slew of other potentially relevant tidbits of my story. Thanks so very much for tuning in to listen. Grab some coffee or tea and think of this as the coffee shop date of your dreams. Hello, and welcome back to What the Hell is Up! (laughs) It's episode 10, and I'm super excited to be dropping this episode soon, um, because it's a little later than usual. I've been putting out episodes, um, once a month, and this one should be coming out a week late. But we're still going strong, everyone. So, um... In the midst of probably the most, you know, I'm not going to say that because (laughs) I have no idea, but, um, arguably one of the most significant existential crises of my young 20s, um, as well as an ant infestation in my room, um, uh, it's also 4 a.m. I'm pulling an all-nighter in preparation for working the night shift tomorrow night, if you've ever wanted a vacation from things, (laughs) pull an all-nighter by yourself. Um, I didn't realize how freeing it would feel to just, like, walk outside with the stars out and the darkness and feeling... Like, I don't need to worry about who's going to call me or anything. Um, Not that I worry about that, but just, I don't know. I had this peaceful sense of, I could do anything. And just, um, okay, there's a freaking ant crawling on my monitor. (laughs) Um, I just had this really peaceful feeling of kind of going about things Um, and I was reviewing the content of this podcast, made some cookies, tried to overcome an ant infestation, which is still in process, and yeah, so it's all been a lot of fun, and it's all brought me here to recording the intro of episode 10 of What the Hell is Up? So what the hell is up with ants crawling around on my clothes in my closet, and (laughs) vegan cookies, which only turned out by the grace of she-god thank you for any good vibes that were being sent to me because those cookies were not gonna turn out right (laughs) um but actually this podcast honestly couldn't be any more opportune for what's going on in my life right now um and I think what's affecting I don't know the people around me um this podcast episode is all about Staying inspired and encouraged with the balance of joy and sorrow in that, um, and pursuing passion for the sake of a purpose greater than ourselves. Um, a few months ago back in the fall, I went to a dance class with my sisters at Westlake Dance Center. And the choreographer um, set a combo to this song called "I am a Woman" by Naomi Wachira. And at the time, all i was was just inspired and moved and really empowered by dancing to this this song um that really had a feminist intent and um it was just amazing like being in the company of my sisters and all these other dancers and um yeah just i don't know really feeling like empowered in in the lyrics that um this song has. But at the time, I didn't know the name of the song, and I knew it was a Seattle-based artist, and I I really wanted to find out who it was by. Um, and so several months later, I reconnected with the choreographer. Her name is McKenna, and um, had the opportunity to ask her who the artist was. <laughs> so she told me that this song, I Am a Woman, was by Naomi Wachira, and I started looking into her Instagram and um, listening to some more of her songs, and um, just found so many of them so compelling, and just loved her sound and her vibe, and, um, but just, I don't know, I was really struck by the way that Naomi was doing something unique with her art, and was making bold, uh, statements through her music that I really connected with. So, um, I reached out to her and had an incredible opportunity to sit down and chat with her over coffee, um, with her little daughter there as well. Um, it was such a blessing to be able to chat with her, and I don't know if this season is necessarily going to be the most cliche existential crisis of my young 20s, but I do think that this conversation that I had with Naomi will last as one of the most encouraging and inspiring conversations that I held um, during this season of my life. So, um, yeah, let's just jump in.
2: a mile in their shoes assumed a little less tried to feel what they feel what if we opened our hearts a little more asked ourselves what if what if this was me cause they are just like you and me Trying to find a way to be in this world and live in peace. Cause they are just like you and me trying to find a way to be in this world and live in peace. Is that a crime?
1: a new friend of mine who I just met. Um, Naomi, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Uh, My name is Naomi Washira, and uh, I am a local Afro-Folk singer-songwriter, and I'm really happy to be here and chat with Claire. (laughs) Yes, and I am super honored to have her here on the podcast. Um, Can you... I Okay, so I saw that your genre is Mm Afro-Folk. Can you tell me a little bit more about, like, where that genre came for, for yeah. you? Well, so when I started
0: doing this, it's um um I'm going on eight years now. Like I couldn't find a genre that my music fitted into. Like, mm-hmm. um, I knew that I was not like a an African artist because I didn't really have like those traditional sounds. Um, but I also knew that I was not like a soul artist or um, a like an R and B artist. And like I just kind of felt like my world was. Um, a melding of all these places I've been, like, growing up in Kenya and, like, listening to a lot of African music, but um, and then moving here and listening to a lot of sort of, like, American, whether it's folk, soul, R&B, and it felt like my sound was, like, kind of blending all of these, you know, influences, and um, and so, like, I just had, I started searching, and I was just like, and I felt like I identified a lot with folk singers from like the 70s, you know, just especially women who's just like you and your guitar and you're just like, you know, singing like these really soul conscious songs. Yeah. Um, and, and then I wanted, I put an afro there because I think like there's also this aspect of, um, I play very percussively when I mm-hmm. play guitar and, and I, I, I attribute that to like the kind of music I grew up listening to, which is very, very like percussive led. Okay. Um, and so that's how I ended up joining those two together and I came up with my own genre
1: and I call it out for folk and <laughs> that's and amazing. it's, it's
0: kind of stuck and it's it's my thing now, you know. That's and so cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean when I heard it I was I can see what you're saying of these different elements because I was like this is not just it's definitely not just folk like yeah. there's a lot more going on yeah here. yeah absolutely that's but that's amazing how you kind of drew that from different seasons yeah. of your life yeah and, yeah. and that's because I think and I, I, I think I'd seen another artist had kind of
0: done something similar where she was like I don't really fit in you know to like these definitive worlds like yeah. I'm a sort of and I think it happens with a lot of people who have grown up in one part of the world and, yet, and have moved to another part of the world and have spent, you know, just as much time in this new, you know, foreign country mm-hmm. that it's like you're not just one thing now. Like you're yeah. so many things and like, and you have to find a way to like account for all those experiences. And, wow. um, and I'm yeah, sure that to, goes
1: beyond musically. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I would love to hear like, a little bit more of how did you like, first get into songwriting and music yeah. and, and guitar?
0: So, songwriting actually came first. Um, I, the first song I wrote, I was like 15 years old, um, and I was in high school, and I literally thought I was actually losing my mind, because I for some reason I'd never thought about the process of somebody actually writing a song, and I kept hearing this melody over and over again, and it was like so loud in my head, and I'm like, what is going on with me? <laughs> Um, and i i I grew up in a christian home and like so i was very religious and i just took my bible and like i opened it and like it fell on like some one third 121 and i literally put that song into the melody i kept hearing in my head um and i remember calling one of my friends and i was like uh i think i just wrote a song and they're like what and so i sang it to them and she was like oh my god like that's amazing and so she's, like, telling literally, like, the entire school that, like, Naomi's, like, a songwriter now. <laughs> um, and so people would just, like, randomly ask me to, like, can you sing your song? And, and, and so that's how songwriting started for me. But you, it was the verse, verses from the
1: song. Yeah, like, so, right it just, yeah on so it was just, like,
0: literally I, like, did not change a single word. Uh-huh. It was just, like, word. I just put a melody to the words. Yeah. Um, and then, so then I started writing, like, it sort of just, like, opened up, like, this. It's, a, it's, like, a portal just opened up, and I started writing songs, like, at one point, um, by the time I finished high school, I think I had, like, 300 songs that I'd written, um, and I don't, I never did anything with them, because mm-hmm. they were about a very particular part of my life that, um, is really different for me now, and, okay. um, but then, then it kind of dried up for a while, and I, did start writing again until I was probably like twenty seven when I decided to pick up guitars I was listening to a lot of like Patty Griffin um, and I just loved her music so much I'm like I want to learn how to play you know like she does and mm-hmm. and then it's just like when I picked up guitar it's like the songwriting came back again and
3: and slowly, when did you say that twenty seven I was okay. twenty seven Wow
0: yeah um, and so yeah so then I started playing it. I taught myself how to play guitar, um, and then a year later, I moved to Seattle. So I was about twenty-eight when I moved to Seattle from Chicago. Mm-hmm, from okay. Chicago, um, and even when I moved to Seattle, like I was actually coming to go to graduate school, um, oh. to seminary, um, oh, wow. to study theology. And music was like this was a hobby. Sure. I was Just like this is just something I love to do. Um, and it wasn't until my daughter was born, um, I was thirty-two. And it's like, it's almost like giving birth, like, like resurrected this song, like singing thing in such a powerful way that it was just like, okay, <laughs> this is my, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Like, oh, giving birth inspired that. Yeah.
1: Is that? Oh, yeah.
0: It was just like, after, I, after I had my daughter, it was like this realization of like, oh, I think I know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Wow. Um, and I think it was like a year and a half after when my daughter was like about a year and a half is when I started like really considering actually you know doing something with it so I started going to open mics and um and the rest is pretty much history because it just like it it just felt like it was literally the right time for me to to show up because like the minute I did it was just like doors just like started opening like without even me seeking to like perform it was just like I would just get these invites, and I'm just like, oh, okay, like, I guess I have something to do now. And
3: yeah. so it's just,
0: yeah, it's, it's been
1: such a fascinating journey. So, so since the beginning, the songwriting kind of showed up. Yeah. And then later, you felt inspired to go back yeah. into it. But then it was like, here are the opportunities. Yeah. You might as well use this talent that you have.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, it. it I think it's definitely something, like if you want to call it Providence, if you want to call no. it... Um, calling i don't you know Mm -hmm. like to me it feels like this was like so deeply intertwined with like who i am and and why i came to you know to this earth or whatever and um yeah and it's 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 been really interesting and life-changing in so many ways you know so many ways um because when I first started doing this I always thought it was just like oh this is just about music it's about you know sharing my gift and whatever but like um, last winter I had this epiphany that like this was just this was about it was not just about like chasing a dream but it's also about um, like healing like myself and like mm-hmm. healing my own wounds and um, and learning to own my existence in like you know, in the truest way I could own my existence. And that that part was, like, really surprising because I was not expecting that I'd have to go through, like, these really, just really difficult seasons, you mm. know, of learning myself, trying to, you know, undo so many patterns and subconscious patterns. And,
1: um, and do you mean sort of in... In claiming your voice in the music, Cl- yeah, but
0: not even just not just my voice, but like my voice, my voice as as Naomi, as a woman, like, yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's challenged me and in ways that I was not really expecting to be challenged, and and that's been beautiful. It's it's been like the unexpected gift of like chasing my dreams is like a rediscovery of who I am and. You know what i'm here like beyond the gift like they there's so much more um mm-hmm. that you know that is me that i still need to like unearth and and let it shine you know so yeah, yeah so that's been that's been really fascinating and music journey. has been kind of part of the journey oh, of discovering yeah. all of that yeah yeah Music has been, like, almost, like, the thing. It's, like, the crack that just, like, yeah. forced everything to just... Like or, like,
1: the vehicle for doing yes. that self-discovery, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so now you're, I mean, you're playing shows, like, it seems, like, pretty frequently, right? Because I was on your website and i on, like, the tour tab. Like, oh, yeah. I can see, like, different shows coming up. And
0: yeah, so I, I mean, I've definitely... Um, you know, I it's what I do full time now, and mm-hmm. so that's a big part. Is like my calendar is such a big part of my life, and um, and and that's been in and of itself is like I think it's something that I, and I, pray I never get like it never gets old. Like the fact that somebody is gonna pay to come hear me sing is still something I'm just like mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely mind mind blowing, um, and I've had the privilege of you know. Traveling um, to so many different countries and and just sh- sharing like and singing to like all kinds of people from all walks of life and sounds kind of nutty
1: it sounds it, it, like it crazy really one. is. Crazy like, it
0: right? really really is like I remember <laughs> it was last year I did a tour um, with a friend of mine Damien Gerardo and we were in London and we were playing this like absolutely just like breathtaking old church uh-huh. that you know they use for concerts and. And, you know probably had like 700 800 people and I'm sitting there thinking like oh my like what is happening right now
1: just like how did I get here kind it's of exactly. thing exactly, <laughs> just
2: like
0: that thing just like wait how did how did I end up here I'm playing a show in London wow and like these 800 people here let you know and it's one of those places where people come for the music so it's like literally you could hear a pin drop I mean that's how quiet the space was mm-hmm. and like everybody like everybody's like just looking at you and, and I was just like whoa I mean I was like I was just like panicking and like I was nervous and and then I showed up on stage and it's just like and I always tell people it's like before I go on stage I'm a complete mess like I'm like so nervous and I'm like questioning everything I'm like what am I like who do I think I am the minute I get on stage it literally it's like everything just goes quiet and like it's the most calm I I ever feel like in my life is like when I'm on stage and and I feel so complete and whole and like I'm one with everything and everyone and myself and like I see how the healing
1: could come into that
0: yeah it's a really powerful like really really powerful experience to even for me to just be like oh yeah this is so much bigger than than me you know like Mm. there's something that's more profound that's happening than just me showing up on stage and um and singing and yeah, yeah and so it's, it's been it's been really a privilege that that you know that i get to do this that this is that this is my life is yeah i it, it's mind-blowing
1: that's so cool yeah. <laughs> i'm so glad that you have that yeah, um, yeah i mean it sounds like yeah providence or i don't i think god definitely had something yeah. in mind oh, when he put that melody in yeah. your head at 15 absolutely absolutely <laughs> that's, that's amazing so i I hear you talking about the way that this is bigger than yourself um and i can hear that in your music yeah you have a very like outward outward focus um and also in your on your website in your bio um it reads as determined to make a contribution in the world um so i'm wondering like I guess what originally inspired that in you, and yeah. how do you keep that energy going? Um, it's earned, like
0: my first memories of of wanting to do something good with my life. I was probably ooh, maybe eight or nine, and I just remember like it, it, like every time I'd hear music, or like if I was like singing along to some worship music at home. I would always have, like, this vision of wanting to offer hope to the world. And and I'm not even sure, like, how, how I even understood, like, that the world needed hope. But, like, that was the thing that always, like, sort of, like, arose in me is, like, I want to give hope to the world um, through whatever it is I just, you know, whatever, you know, whatever gifts I, I do with my life. And um, so I, there's a part of me that thinks, like, again, it's, like, this is something that like that, that came with me like it was like kind of packaged in you know my existence you know and mm-hmm. um, and it's something that, I, that that I feel like I've been discovering the older that I get it's like un- unwrapping this gift and being like oh okay okay now I'm getting <laughs> it like I'm, I think I'm finally I'm 42 now and I'm like I think I'm finally understanding like bits and pieces of you know what all of this is and um so, so yes, I think it's just always been there like that mm-hmm. I wanted to do something like and and, and also like my parents, um, my parents definitely did have a hand in like how I, how I saw the world like my dad was a pastor um, okay. and and so so much of his life was about empowering people and, and serving and serving yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think I definitely got that from from them of just like. You know, with whatever you've been given, like it whatever gift it is, like that it's there to serve other people, you know yes. and um, and so I, yeah, so I can definitely say that I also got that from from my upbringing from my parents
1: and uh, that's amazing. I was yeah. going to ask you about that because. Um, as I saw one of your songs is kind of speaking to the way that your parents have yeah is that right? yeah um, I think it was well there's
0: a song called I think there was a song in my last album called Moradi More which was a song I wrote for my mom and dad and but it was it was sort of like this realization of like even though we've had like rocky
3: you know connections or relationships
0: like I, I've had a rocky relationship with my parents like when I was younger and um but like really being grateful that for all of it you know the good the bad the ugly like they you know I'm still really grateful because I I really believe that the person I am today is because of all of that you know um it's shaped me it's forced me to um one it's like identify myself like as me and not so much as you know my parent my parents daughter like um I had to sort of figure out, like, so who am I? Like, what, what am I here for? I get, I think growing up as a pastor's kid, there's always this pressure of, like, living up to your, you know,
1: well, your can, parents'
0: expectations, and everybody else has, they're like, oh, you're a pastor's kid, so, like, you know, this is who you're supposed to be. And I spent my life, so much of my life, sort of, like, living, you know, trying to live up to that list. And, yeah. um, and I just got to the point I was just like, I was miserable because I'm like, there's there's nothing of me there. Like mm-hmm. it's all somebody else and um, and so all of that like really has shaped me, you know, from living under their law and like whatever they want me yes, to do yeah, like, to separating myself and creating my own box. person and saying like yeah. this is who I am and and oh. then being like, oh, we don't get you don't we don't get it but yeah. you are still our child and you know, um, yeah. all of that has like truly, truly shaped me. Um, to to be the person that I am. So
1: yeah, that's great. I mean, I I can kind of I don't relate in some ways to that of experience of recognizing like the good and the bad, like yeah. you said, yeah, but sure. also recognizing well, even in the bad, with who I am now, who is like stronger because of because because of, because of that yeah. is is doing something now, like and there's. Yeah, it's a lot to realise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's definitely complicated. There's, like these like
0: twists and turns and
1: but they're all
0: they're all part of the same thing. You know what I mean? And it all like, contributes to who Naomi is. Like, now, right? exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I don't shine any of it anymore. I'm just like, you know, even stuff that I'm just like, What? What was that? Like I can still embrace it and be like, I don't get it and I don't like it, but it's still it's still there to help shape, you know the person that I whether it's like being able to say like oh I'm gonna make a different decision than this like it's still contributing to yeah to something yeah. you know and, and I'd rather focus more on like what is it contributing to like you know and how is it helping me you know whether it's on my life or my story better than I'd rather focus on that than just like oh this is so wrong or like yeah you know. and
1: helps foster the gratitude for your own yeah. experience yeah exactly that. yeah that's amazing um, and so that that uh, song came from "Song of Lament," right? The mm-hmm. the album. Yeah um, And was it was that from two thousand sixteen? Um, so that
0: came out. I wrote the album in two thousand fifteen, and then I released it in two thousand seventeen.
1: Oh, Oh, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that the one that you recorded with? A producer here in Seattle. Yeah, Eric oh, Lavoie. Parents. Okay.
0: Yeah, at um, London Bridge Studio. So how Shoreline. did
1: how did that come to fruition? Yeah, so you it's care. so funny.
0: Um, so I met, I had um, met these two guys, and they were doing like they were recording singles with like different artists in Seattle, and I had done a single with them at London Bridge, and and then they had come back and they're like, Hey, we would love for you to do another single. And you know, we, we think you should work with our, our new producer. He had just moved up from LA, um, <clears throat> Eric. And so I met up with him, you know, to talk about this other single that I was going to do. And like, I just really, really liked, I loved his spirit. I loved his energy. Like I just really connected with him and oh, nice. like a human level, you know, yeah. just human being to human being. Um, but then that, project fell through like it actually never went anywhere and then when I started thinking about song of lament like his name was like the first thing that popped in my head I was like, oh my God I would love to work with Eric on this project because I feel like he really would get like the message like of, you know like he'd understand like what it is I'm trying to do and for me it's like I'm huge and like working with people who get what I'm trying to do. Like, it's not just, like, another music project. Like, this is... It's my soul. It's my life. It's my calling. It's... Everything is, like, intertwined, you know? Um, And so I met up with him, and, like, our first meeting was just, like, so good. Like, I sent him a demo of all the songs, and he just, like, absolutely loved them. And, um, yeah, and so, like, that's how I ended up working with him. And it was, like, such a... great. It was such a good experience, like, because, one... It's really good to work with somebody who, like, clearly sees my vision and like, and knows what I'm trying to get at and like, and it, they, it didn't feel like he was trying. Cause sometimes producers can come in and they're like, okay, we're gonna do it my way mm-hmm. and like, you know, like, it becomes their vision and like, um, and i I feel like really privileged. Like, every album I've done, um, I, I always attract people who are just like. I love what you're doing, and I just want to, like, help make that blossom, you know? Like, it's not about, like, their ego or, like, what they're trying, like, you know, the producer, it's not about them. They're just, like, I'm here to just assist and help and, like, you know, how can I be there for you? And so I feel really privileged that I've met some really incredible people. Um,
1: I mean, you put a lot of, like, vulnerability and trust, I feel like, in in a producer to... Create something with Ex- you. So it's yeah. amazing that you had that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I thought back and I was just like, oh my God, like I've never had one person. I was just like, ugh, that was a terrible experience. Yeah. You know, like I'm really grateful that, um, yeah, that they've all, and they've, they've all been men, um, but they've all been just really, I don't know, just trusting of, and just letting me do my thing. Then they're just there to sort of, you know, because mostly just sonically so that everything kind of sounds right. And uh-huh. like, because I'm not really experienced in that regard, but like, but I know what I want my, mu- my music to sound like. And, yeah. Um, and they, you know, they really, they come alongside and they're like, okay, then let's make it happen. And so that's been really,
1: yeah, it's been really great. That's so, awesome. To have that experience, <laughs> yeah. That's so good. <laughs> Especially when, I mean, I guess as I'm learning a little bit more about even just the music industry, I feel like there's a lot of temptation that people have to sacrifice oh, absolutely. their vision and yes. their even their values and themselves and yeah. and their true art for like either what is gonna be most palatable yeah. mm-hmm. or what's gonna sell. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, but you're. I mean, I when I hear what you're doing, it's like it's so unique, and I feel like you're taking risks. Um, have you? I'm sure you've thought about. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. I mean, it's like definitely um, it, like because I've definitely had that temptation. I'm just like, maybe I should just do like more. I don't know, not poppy, but the kind of music that, you know, everybody would love to listen to. But like it I don't I feel like my soul would not let me do, you know, <laughs> will not let me do that. Like my, my intuition would just be like, uh, no, there's no way. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's a downside sometimes to just having to stick to your to like this is what I'm gonna do and like that's it Mm -hmm. um but I wouldn't do it any other way like you know because then it 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 does have like this very slow it's like you're climbing a hill but it's like you're literally going like 20 miles an hour you know it's not like a fast pace. like get to the top
1: yeah not an instantaneous no thing. it's not
0: and it's like this chugging along slowly but surely like
3: yeah
0: um, because you know I want to be here when I'm like 85 I I'm, you know and I actually thought about it the other day it's like I actually kind of prefer this slow pace of like building my way up instead of just like you know getting just getting there and because I want to be here you know. 50 years from now um still doing this thing and so for me it's like I'm looking at like the long game of just Mm -hmm. like that I I still want to keep doing music for as long as I have breath and if that means I'll be doing this for like 50 years like so what like (laughs) you know if it takes me 10 years to get to like this top the top of this hill like this one hill that I'm trying to get to then it's just like then that's what it is like it takes me 10 years to get there and then there'll be another hill to climb and another Mm -hmm. hill to climb and another hill to climb and um, and I think for me that's helped because it it's taken the pressure off of like that i need to be something or that i need to be sounding like something you're appreciating
1: like every part of the journey that you're actually yeah
0: yeah like this is just as important like this climbing is just as important as like being perched up on top of the hill and you're like oh wow okay i can see everything (laughs) around me you know and um yeah but yeah but it it i don't know it is you know it is what it is and yeah. Um, and I've just learned to like appreciate it more and just be grateful for, um, like, all the all the lessons that that I'm having to learn.
1: That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, have you do you know Billie Eilish? The she's a a singer. Um, no. Why? She has some amazing interviews and because she's a really young artist. Mm. She's I think she's sixteen. Um, oh wow. And her. Her music is just, like, pushing boundaries in terms of... It's pretty um, kind of weird and a little disturbing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But she has this interview where she said, essentially, if I was the last person on Earth, like, I want to look at the art I created and be happy with it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. if I was mm-hmm. just left with that, like, I want it to be what I wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because and that's the thing. It's, like, I always tell myself, like, whatever I create, I'm going to have to live with it. Yeah. You know? And my grandkids will be (laughs) listening, you know, so it's just like even like I want it to be something that to be like, oh, like this is what our grandmother created. And like and it's incredible and it's amazing. And it like and it stands, you know, the trial of time that like that. And and for me, that's always like the thing. It's like I want to create music that's universal
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: that, you know, 50 years from now, like the themes will still be yeah kind of timeless yeah like they'll be timeless you know Mm because it 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 it, it's dealing with like the like the meaty substance of being human and um yeah so yeah
1: that's awesome i mean i definitely hear that too and in that i i feel like you're really crying out with this like authenticity that is universal with um because your music is so uplifting but it's also so honest and
0: yeah, and mm-hmm. true to
1: I imagine like realities that you're seeing or.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, and I think it's always like for me that's always a thing that I'm I like I'm always really aware of. And it, the, the the crazy thing is like when I when I sit down to write a song, it's like it's not like I'm thinking like okay, so what do I want to communicate, mm-hmm. you know, with this song? It's like for me I just sit down and the song just kind of shows up, you know. And I, you know, and sometimes it will just be like I'll see a line, I'll see a phrase, I'll look at a face, I'll, something, and it was just, like, it's almost like it triggers, like, a whole world to just open up with, within just, like, that very small time frame. Okay. You know, and I'm just, like, whoa, I just saw, like, that face and the eyes of that person, like, just triggered something.
1: Yeah.
0: And now I need to write a song about whatever it is that got triggered, and um,
1: was that part of the... Um, your new single, "What If," was that yeah. kind of what played into it? So the, the funny, the crazy,
0: the, the crazy story about "What If" not crazy, but because um, the, the, so I wrote the song like right at the beginning. It was like last summer. It was at the beginning of the whole immigration issues at the, with like families being separated at the yeah. border. Um, and to me, I was just like, you know, I'm a mother. It's so, like for me, it's like I kept looking at it from that lens. I'm just like, oh my god, like I can't even imagine, like. How it would feel to be separated from my child, especially if I'm just trying to find a way to give them something better, or mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then one morning, I just finished meditating, and and like, as soon as I opened my eyes, I had I had the, the just like a line that scrolled on my mind, and it just said, um, "What if we walked a mile in their shoes?" And part of it is like I grew up in the church and so, you know, like Jesus was the one who said, you know, to walk in somebody else's shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into the kitchen and I sat down and it was just like, it, it was like sort of like this really incredible, powerful moment that just happened. Cause like, I just sat down and I wrote that first line and literally within 45 minutes, like I'd written the whole song, wow. um, which was in, Cause I rarely write songs in like 45 minutes. Um, And it just kind of came, it was like almost like stream of consciousness. It just sort of kind of just came spilling out. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, I was just like, whoa, like, like, I did not even know what to do with it. Like, I just, I remember my daughter coming in because she was asleep. And I think she must have heard the song at some point. She came in the kitchen and she was like in tears. And I'm like, babe, like, what's going on? And she was like. She's like, that's like the most beautiful song you've ever written. And I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> and like, I know she's my child, but like, but there was, there was something about her expression too that just like spoke something that for me was just like, this is so much bigger than me. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, um, and I think for me, it was just like, you know, because one, I, I came to this country, like I, I, I totally understand what it feels like to want to try and find a better way to live mm-hmm. and um, and I, I know that desperation of like I just want to give my child you know a better life I want to give my my loved one something better and I think sometimes we get caught in like the whole political you know conversation growend. around yeah, it. yeah that it's like that you forget that you're talking about human beings mm-hmm. you know and you forget that I don't know we've all been there. we've all had a desperate moment of just like I just wanted to do something I just want to you know figure something out and like and to, so for me, it's like the it's what I wanted to appeal it's just like to remember like the humanity in all of us you know and and even like i, I you know I'm a very law abiding person and like <laughs> and I'm not saying that you know laws need to be broken, but like even in honoring our laws like it, it doesn't mean that we disregard human life you know or treat people like that they're less than Um, I believe that those like you can you know obey the law and also like treat people like they're human beings and um, and I think that's that's all I wanted to communicate is just you know and I think and I think the word like those like those two words what (laughs) if like I think is a channel for like that could open up you know so much like because it just allows you to just question like you don't have to have the answer just question and i feel like to me asking questions is like a powerful exercise because i think it allows you to see so many different ways that things could go like Mm -hmm. that there's not just one particular way that something can go um yeah and yeah so that's it's that's really my hope is to just stir people to to think of other ways, or, or think of—I don't know—just treating people, whether like the immigrants or refugees, or even just the homeless. Yes. That, you know that are in the city. Like.
1: I love that. Um, I when I heard the song, it spoke to an experience that I had recently at work because um, mm-hmm. I work as a nurse, and um, there's this—I'll just be brief in saying yeah. that there's this one patient who has. Really provoked like questions about what is the right thing to do here for me um, because he has um, he's a, he's pretty immobile for different health reasons. But every every day when I was taking care of him, he would ask if somebody could take him out to go smoke. Mm. Um, but in order to do so, he needs like a staff member to go with him. But he just I don't know. My heart was breaking for this guy because. He was bedridden, and he was, I could tell he was jaded for reasons I did not understand, had lived a life I did not understand. Um, And his request to do that felt to me like, I mean, yeah, I don't love that he's going to go smoke, but he is, this is his motivation to feel dignified as a human being. And I want to put my utmost effort to to meet this need. Yeah. but there were people around me kind of, like, looking at me and, and thinking, oh, just wait six months. Like, you won't be like that anymore. Yeah. Like, you'll be complacent. You'll, um, you'll get burnt out on that. And I just really want to question those decisions that kind of hinder creativity in what we can actually do to see people as humans, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. yeah. it's just so easy to... To make things political or put things in a structure oh, and I ignore know. the way that yeah. people are. And I think, in a way,
0: I feel like sometimes we do that because we want to protect ourselves and like we yeah. want to shield ourselves because it's like the minute everything becomes political, um, the other person is just an object. Sure. You know, like they've lost, they've lost like their humanness. And and I, I was even, like, lately, I've been thinking about Martin Buber who wrote the book I and Thou. He was like this. Um, philosopher, I think it was like a Jewish philosopher, and um, and it was just like, just talking about the, the difference between relating to people as I and thou, and I and it, um, and you know, I did this in, in graduate school, so I may not remember everything clearly, <laughs> but like, the idea of like, relating to somebody as I and thou, is like, that you, both of you Like fully show up Like regardless of What the other person is What you are You both show up As two people Having an experience Or like an encounter But when you The other person Becomes an it Like you know They become an object And Mm -hmm. so like For me The I I'm there To fulfill something Like whether it's like To feel good about myself Or like You know Whatever reason I'm, I'm relating to you This way Which I feel like That's what politics does It's like That it turns whether it's a homeless person or a refugee or an immigrant like they become an it like they're not really human you know and like and they're there whether it's to they help you um stay prejudiced or they help you stay I don't know, close-minded. Yeah. Like that
1: Well, people take comfort in being able to objectify those, yeah, those exactly. people because yeah. it insulates them from it's like,
0: Yeah. Then it's like, then there's nothing being asked of you, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, it, 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 yeah, and I just, and I feel like, especially, I think, in this culture, in our 21st century social media-laden culture is like that, it feels like this is this is where we're heading is like where everything is like objectified everything everything that happens it's like needs to prove a point you know of just like oh you're racist or you're prejudiced or you're like and those things exist like they're there but like but these we've lost this sense of just like just being like being present as things are unraveling and then like and even being slow to speak what we think until mm-hmm. you like watch everything sort of like unfold and then mm-hmm. like you know, like I don't know it's just it yeah it's it, like instant everything instant. is instant yeah. you know so it's like people make judgment calls even before you know the whole story sure. because you're like oh but this validates what I'm thinking. It validates what I already know about this particular group. You okay. know, I think it's like it's an extension of like stereotyping people. Like but now it feels like stereotyping on like steroids, because it's like, you know, the minute you're like, oh, that's a white person, so like there must be one, two, three, four, five, or that's a black person, so there must be one, two, three. You know what I'm just yeah. like, and next thing you know, it's like everybody's gonna be gouging everybody's eye, because they're like, you know, it's an eye for an eye, and yeah. like, um, and yeah, so, and I feel like to me, like I want to speak about those things, but like. But how do you speak about it from, you know, looking at a bigger picture and not just like this tiny little sliver of something that you get to witness that, you know, I you don't mean know. mean
1: how do you kind of universalize? Not,
0: not, uni- not universalize, but it's like, how do you um, like create the capacity to see the stories of people, mm-hmm. you know, as people okay. and not just as a means to something, you yeah. know what I mean? Like. Um yeah, I just feel like I don't know. It yeah, it I, I just feel like it's getting so complicated with you know, social media and people's abilities to just use phones to capture whatever they want to capture and tell the story they want to tell yeah. and
1: I mean, and it's also so self-focused and like driven by yeah, kind of validating ourselves through what we look like and yeah. how we project ourselves yeah. in these things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so But anyway, so yeah,
0: so when I, with what if, it's like, I just wanted to create that space for people to be like, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes, even just for a little bit. And
1: And I feel like that question of what if, like, to me just sounds like so hopeful, too, because it's. Like, well, what if we did change the narrative? Like, yeah. what if we did something different here? Yeah. And there's, like, responding different. There. Instead
0: of reacting, like, actually responding, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, there's a huge difference when you react and when you respond, you know? Like, re- reacting is just based on ego. It's based on how can I protect myself? It's based on you're, you know, I'm on the right, you're on the wrong, mm-hmm. you know? But responding to me feels like it's, again, that sense of, well, wow, I'm looking at you and you're a human being and like and like you said, it's like I don't even know what your life looks like or feels like. I don't know what it's like to be in those shoes, but I'm gonna try and find a way to at least make you feel dignified. You know what I mean? Like
3: yeah.
0: to like <laughs> give you just like that thing, like whether I agree with it or not, like to give you that thing that like that reminds you like, Oh yeah, I'm a human
1: being and yeah. um yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So also with, um, like, Song of Lament, I, uh, I've i grown up as a Christian um, as well, and I went to S- Seattle Pacific oh, yeah. University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm really at this point in my life where I'm sorting through, like, kind of the frameworks that have created the way I perceive things. And um, and I do think that my faith has given me an appreciation for kind of the role of grief in my life mm-hmm. or um, not being afraid of those tough emotions or yeah. Um, I mean there's definitely balance that comes with that but I think I'm noticing like that that idea of kind of like sitting in grief for lament is is also something almost off limits in our culture yeah um, so yeah I'd love to hear your thoughts on yeah. that. yeah
0: you know I've always I've always been well not always but like in the last Maybe five years um, I became a big believer that the, until you experience sorrow like l- like really live like for whatever reason if you're going through like a really difficult time that the extent to which you will enjoy or you really feel joy depends on how much you allow yourself to feel the sorrow like to me I feel like those two are sort of like it's almost like they're on the same spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. just different ends of the spectrum, you know, whether it's like um, lament or, I mean, um, suffering and joy, like they're, it's like, they're just like on the same line, but just like on different ends. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think it's essential to feel, to like really feel both of them. And I think too, like these one of the things I've come to learn, you know, a lot, I guess recently, it's like the more you resist like, feeling something, like, the bigger it grows, you know, and the more it actually shows up in, or starts acting out in your life, however, you know, it's, like, if I, if I feel, um, let's see, like, if I'm feeling really sad about something, like, if somebody said something to me, and, like, and I feel really sad about it, like, the more I, like, deny myself that I'm feeling that, like, the more that sadness actually grows, because it's almost, like, it's just crying to just be expressed and just say like just admit that you're actually feeling this. And it's really powerful the minute you do, it's just like it kind of almost like loses its power. like it doesn't have that much of that much of a stronghold over you. and um, And so I think for me even like in writing song of lament was just like this thing of just like, I don't want to ignore like or pretend like that these terrible things are not happening. like I wanna I want to sing about them. Because then if I can sing about them, then I'll be able to sing about hope and like and talk about, like, okay, so... And this is the other side of, you know, of this side of fear is, like, then there's love on the other side. And I mean, is, it makes the love and joy and hope real within that yeah, context. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so I'm a huge advocate of, you know, whatever it is you need to feel, like, just allow yourself to feel it. Like, as, as hard as... Blech, you know as it might feel <laughs> like that that in itself is like the process of healing is actually allowing your body because and, and i believe that our bodies have been created to to hold whether the grief or the sorrow or the sadness like but but not like like letting your body actually carry that for years and years and years like you know to me i feel like that's how you, we end up getting ill is because mm we're just storing all these different, just negative energies in our bodies. And okay. and they just start manifesting into other things that just like make our lives spiral, yes. you know, into darker and darker holes. And, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like a lot in my life now, I'm just like, I allow myself to feel what I need to feel and like, and not try to suppress it or just be like, oh, you're not there. Like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. Like you know I yeah I look at those parts of my life and I'm like I see you mm-hmm. and um and instead of hating it like just try and give it as much love and compassion as I can and, yeah. and it's just really powerful like to just watch it like surrender and it's just like okay you know that's all I needed and um, <laughs> yeah it
1: really it's it has less of a grip almost yeah do that.
0: yeah it, it really does um and, th- yeah, so that's become a really, like, a practice that I try to do on a regular basis is, like, when I see those, you know, so, if you want to call them, they're not they're not ugly, but they're just, like, the harder emotions that mm-hmm. you don't want to feel, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I try to allow myself to, like, to feel them. And, that's
1: amazing. Yeah. Um, it sounds kind of like sort of a... I read a book by Han oh yeah a little mm-hmm. bit ago, and I learned a lot about or I mean starting to think more about that like having kind of self-compassion for those emotions yeah. like you're saying yeah
0: instead of because they're just like they're, they are they are parts of you you yeah. know and, and they are
1: human yeah. and natural yeah yes
0: and yeah. yeah there's something that's really powerful and liberating about being able to actually feel them and yeah, and letting them because in a, in a way it's like almost like it's almost like they're telling yeah. their own story so it's like you know just let them tell their story like what is it that they feel and and then once they say what they're feeling then it's just like you know it's like a kid who's just like mom can you look at me like because my daughter does it all the time and like and i like wanting I'm, to be noticed yeah and I've, I've noticed like the more i resist the more she just keep like asking and asking and asking and i'm just like no I learn. i'm just like if she says can you look at me do this i look and that, and sh- and that, that's it like, that's how <laughs> she wanted it's like she didn't want any like big reward or anything it's just like just notice just like just notice me yeah you know and and the yeah and it's such a simple and yet powerful like really powerful thing to do
1: yeah and yeah I, I mean i feel like that's also kind of an encouragement to others to give yeah. some space to allow for that and yeah. I mean i feel like it's kind of a feminine thing to be able to embrace like an emotional state
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean and i think too i feel like i think
0: it's just as important to like even start changing the narrative of saying like it's not just the feminine like Mm -hmm. i think it's like you know because we all carry both the feminine and the masculine in us like you know that men who identify as men like they, they have the feminine in them and it's just like allowing for that feminine to like yeah. it's okay be to, yeah, to be present and like even for us it's like we have the masculine in us and it's okay to let that masculine energy sort of come out and you know and balance like you know I'm a big believer in, in balance and like and I think it's essential to learn how to balance those energies in us and, um, and what, another thing I was going to say it's also like in this culture where it's like people are rewarded for like always being on the go yeah you know and like it like being productive and
1: like
0: yeah (laughs) yes and it's like that does not give space for like sort of being with yourself and like really really being with yourself and like really being aware of like what's happening in like my internal world you know and it's a way to cope almost yeah it's a a way to just be like yep i don't want to hear what's going on inside because like i don't know what's going to happen if you know if I silence everything and then I have to like, like hear you know um, yeah and it's like well, I, well, actually one of the things that i started doing is like I take the first couple months of the year I just like take a sabbatical and okay. um, don't really perform and try and like you know stay away from social media as much as possible and like and for me it's like that practice of like because I go so much like what i do it's like when i'm you know when i'm traveling it's like they really <laughs> will you find time to just be like oh it's like me time and like cuz it's like you are in different places you're traveling you're driving like you're in a different city every night and like um and I've, and and that compounds after a while of sure. just being on the road for like weeks on the end like um and so i just started doing this thing where at the beginning of the year like i just take some time off and just be like okay I just want to be like, remember, what does it feel like to be, just to be, just to be Naomi, not a singer, you know, like, Naomi and mom, like, you know, yeah. like, because I can't separate those two, like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it's amazing, like, it, it's terrifying also, you know, because it's like, I, I realize, like, how much I'm identified with what I do, yeah. you know, and, um, and um and yeah, it it's usually it usually takes like a month or so before like I can finally like settle in and just be like, Okay, like we're not fighting this anymore. <laughs> it's just just be
1: That's quite a while.
0: Yeah, but it but I mean it's like a testament to like how my body's conditioned to like it has to do this thing of just like always on the move, always doing something, always doing something. <laughs> and the minute I stop it's like I have these negative... You're just like, are you being lazy? Like, are you being... You're like, you're not being productive. You're not... Yeah. You know? And I'm like, there's so much more to my life than what I do. Mm. You know? And um, and that's... Yeah, so that's been like a, a big lesson. Of like, you know, that I'm more than just a singer.
1: Yeah, I know? mean, it's profound to hear you say that because I just see so much of people... Neglecting the power of that and kind of just prioritizing and almost putting on a pedestal like their efficiency or the productivity or their, yeah yeah they're straining for success instead of having that balance of like well let's let's sit and be still and yeah. see what how how important that is yeah and it's actually
0: amazing like when I first did last year um, I literally had no idea what I was gonna do like zero it's like I. I I was like I'm gonna take January to March I think I was gonna take the three months off mm-hmm. and and people kept asking so like so like what are you gonna do and I'm like yeah I have absolutely no clue and like I would panic cause I'm just like oh my god what does that mean like I have nothing I'm gonna do um, and then for me in in that season I just kept saying like I surrender like I surrender to god i surrender to whatever is bigger than me whatever has called me like i just want to surrender and just be like i'm ready to do whatever i need to do go wherever i need to go um and in that in that silence was i got this incredible offer like to go into it's like a really good friend of mine who's got an amazing amazing fan base and it was such a profound lesson of like you know, like, that you don't always have to go out there searching for things. Like, sometimes it's okay to just, to sit and just, like, be still, and then, and then things just, like, show, you know, like... (laughs) They show up. Yeah, and I think part of it is just, like, aligning yourself with, you know, for me, it's God. It's, like, aligning myself in that, in that regard and saying, like, I'm in alignment and I'm just gonna sort of allow... And things that need to come into my life to show up in my life and because then it's like that way it's like I'm, then I end up expending my energy doing things that actually give back to me instead of you know sort of like scattering myself all over the place trying to yeah. find something to do and then by the time I find something to do I'm just like Ugh, I'm done I'm tired like I can't you know like I've I've expended all my energy like going down all these other pathways that didn't really you know, produce anything or what mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's just like, um, those it was a really profound so I've tried to do again I mean I'm actually in the middle of that right now and of the and just, sabbatical stuff. Yeah, of okay. just like listening in to just be like, okay, so what like what's coming and then like yeah. I know for a fact like it's my next album and and so like now I'm in I'm starting to work on that and um,
1: excited. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm so excited. So, some I'm really like excited space for them. creativity too.
0: It actually is. Yeah, cuz it's, it's really hard for me to create when um, I'm on the road all the time, you know, or like so many things are happening and so when I sort of shut down everything else, it's like then it's like I create space for like and it's it's amazing like um, I the, this next album that I'm working on, I think I literally wrote half the album within a month like actually within a couple of weeks um, of coming back from tour you know after like I'd finished touring I was like okay it's time to like just rest and and by like mid-December actually no by the end of December I'd pretty much like figured out what the album was gonna be and um so that's another way that's just like that you know that this silence has sort of like rewarded me is like Mm -hmm. that I was able to create the next album, and um, and yeah, and that felt really good to, like...
1: That's beautiful, and it yeah. sounds like you haven't um, been too caught up in, kind of like I said, of the, like, productivity aspect of turning out the yeah. next song, or yeah, yeah, yeah. getting to the oh next God, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I felt for a
0: while, I felt that pressure of just, like, you know, you need to be... Having an, I'm having an album like every year and I'm just like yeah I was like that's not me mm-hmm. and and I'm okay with I'm okay with that like I don't need to I don't like because part of it is like I don't need to prove anything to anyone you know um, I'm here you know this is a calling this is this is my life this is I don't know my service to the world and and so for me it's like I see myself as that I'm, I'm like I love this image of like being a hollow bone
1: being a hollow a bone a hollow
0: bone yeah it's usually it's like Native Americans I think use it a lot in terms of just like that when you're hollow bone it's like then anything can go through it or whatever and it's like for me it's like that's how I see my life is like that I am this hollow bone for the energy of God gifts mm-hmm. whatever to just kind of
1: kind of like a vessel yeah, yeah to just
0: like pass through and yeah. like um and so I realized, like, to me that means that, you know, time, environment, like, are in a way inconsequential, because if, mm-hmm. you know, if, like, God wants me to write 50 songs, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's like, if, if I'm meant to write 50 songs this year, then it's just like, then they will show up, and it's like, I just have, to me, I just have to be in that space to receive them, you mm-hmm. know, and... Um, yeah, I feel like to me that's the more important thing is like, you know, am I available? You know, am I always available to to receive and to give and to offer what I've been
3: given. Yeah. Um so
1: yeah. That's that's amazing. Um it sounds like you've discovered that sense of like peace kind of with yeah. yourself as so really it's important
0: been a struggle, house, trust that's... me. I'm sure. It, yeah, I've had my struggles, but I think you know, like I said, it's like I'm, I feel like I'm at the beginning of a new season, and I feel like this is part of like what's coming with this new season. Like having um, that
1: idea of like being a vessel and yeah, waiting in mm-hmm. a posture of receiving, kind yeah, of, yeah, like, okay. yeah, 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 yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah, yeah, that's really cool, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. A few things more, I yeah, want to talk to no you. No um, so I watched part of the I think I watched all of the music video for I am an African girl mm, yeah um and I just I wanted to ask kind of where was this and who were the people in it because I just it felt so beautiful and joyful and just it felt like community yeah it felt like really authentic to me yeah which is great um, I love that you said that so I
0: shot that video in New York City um and I had reached out so uh, one of my really good friends um, who lives in Chicago,
3: mm-hmm. his
0: cousin, um, and they're Nigerian, his cousin lives in New York. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. back then, she wanted to be a cinematographer. Like, that was sort of like her passion. She'd gone to like film school in New York. And um, and for some reason, like her name just like popped in my head. And I was like, oh, I should ask Miriam if she would like to help me produce, you know, the album for African Girl. And, She was like, of course. So, like, I flew to New York, and I was there for, like, what, maybe three or four days. Um, And it was so crazy because, like, all those people, like, I never met them. Oh, really? Never. (laughs) Like, I literally met them on the day of the shoot. Okay. But they'd heard the song, and they absolutely, and they're all Africans. Like, actually, we're all Nigerian. Um, And they all loved the song so much that they were just, like, for them to be a part of the video was just, like... Like so I natural, think it, then. Was, it was and it, it was like really it was just a very empowering, like very organic like the whole thing was just like it just kinda everything just kinda fell in as it was supposed to fall in or whatever. Yeah. Um and I had so much fun. Like, you know, it was the first time I think it was my first time in New York City. Oh wow um, and you know, it was just like it was. It was such a dream come true of just like oh my god, I'm like shooting. It was like it was my first ever music video too. Wow. Um, and it was. I just yeah. I have so many good memories of of that trip and just and that you know that music video. But but I'm glad that you Love you know that it felt like so like there was so much joy. You know. It like, did. I mean, I thought like for sure you must know. These no, people. it's it's so yeah. I didn't really know. I mean, yeah. but by the end, it's like we'd all become friends and yeah. You know, because we spent a couple hours together, and um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun doing. I've, I've not done anything. Well, I did do one for Beautiful Human, but um, for some reason, it's like videos have never. I don't know. Like they've just never been such a big thing for me. Like I, I feel the need to always do music videos, um, but that first one was was a lot of was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, cool! <laughs> <Yeah>. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad it was so fun. That's awesome that it's tied to such a happy memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was the first of so many things, so, yeah.
1: That's really cool. Um, And I feel like that song really, I mean, I was kind of looking through some of the YouTube comments, and it seems like, I don't know, kind of an anthem for just, it seems like something that, could be filling a space that's lacking or yeah um, I just saw people in the comments kind of reacting as like kind of thank you for creating this this speaks to me on like a yeah. personal level yeah or, this is kind of what I needed so yeah of it's so f- it's a, I always like
0: um, I really tell the story of African girl but when I first wrote it um, I remember singing it one time at like I forget where it was like either an open mic or something like that mm-hmm. and I was like oh yeah this song will not relate to anyone and because I was like it's such a personal story because it I mean it's got such specific details to my life you know that I was just like nobody's gonna get this and I remember actually like tabled a song for like six months I never sang it. I was like I don't think I'm ever gonna sing that song like it was just it was I, I was like this is just gonna be a song for me that I'll just like sing for myself um and then I remember singing it somewhere. Like for some reason, oh, I think I did an open mic in Ballard, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna sing African Girl today. Just I just felt like the like I just felt like that, and and the response I got was so ridiculous that I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like people actually like this song, <laughs> and 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 literally that song is the song that like sort of like carved my career because it just it was <laughs> it was I hilarious. know hilarious it, yeah it's like I'm so glad that I like decided to sing it that day yeah um because it's just like everywhere I sang that song regardless of the audience like mm-hmm. everybody came up and they're just like oh my god that song just like it did something for me or like and a lot of it is about identity like mm-hmm. you know this sense of people feeling like they belong somewhere um And I think it, I don't know, like, it it feels like it just gave people permission to belong wherever it is that you belong, to just be like, this is where I belong, this is my story, this is where I come from, and I'm embracing it. And this is where I'm going. Yeah, and this is where, yeah, and this is where I'm going. Um, And, yeah, so that song, it just took, it just kind of took off and, like, had a life of its own, (laughs) and it still does, like... You know, I wrote that song when I was 32. I'm like, so it's been a decade, you know, and which is crazy to think (laughs) about that. Like I'm just like, That's a thing to celebrate
1: for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah. And it's still the song that like everywhere I go, people are like, you know, sing African girl. And I thank God I never get tired of singing it. Like, um, it's by far like my favorite, like my favorite song you know that I've ever written and, oh, that's so cool <laughs> um yeah but yeah it, it's crazy to think that you know it might not have been yeah thank god him.
1: you listened to your intuition <laughs> I know you're just like let me play it tonight
0: <laughs> yeah I know yeah it's yeah it's, it's crazy
1: but. that's
0: fantastic
2: yeah
1: well seeing as like a lot of people at the open mic like responded so well um and it came as kind of a surprise to you like I was curious about, well, I'm not really sure, like, who, I mean, I feel like your music is for anyone, but if you ever, if you have kind of a key audience that you interact with or an audience that you want
0: to reach with it. Um, You know, for for a fact, I know that my music resonates a lot with women, Mm -hmm. Um, regardless of where they come from. Like, I've always... I don't know, like a lot of times when I interact with shows, it's always women Um, and, you know, from different age groups. Although I would say like, you know, people who are like maybe their 20s and up, like seem to like connect with the music more. Um, And just people from, you know, all walks of life, religions, like there's just like this sense of like, you know, there's a language you're speaking that Goes above, like I don't know, like just the common thing that we do as human beings, like yeah. and 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 it, and it and it it like reaches this part of us like that is intangible, you know, um, which I think is like the power of music that it it has this ability to go where you know just merely speaking words cannot cannot reach there, you yeah. know, and. Um, so I feel like to me like my goal has always been that I want to write music literally for anyone that just needs to hear a good song or Mm -hmm. like an encouraging song or an inspiring song and um, and so like I've never felt like I need to like be like oh my music is for Africans only or Mm -hmm. music is only for no like Mm -hmm. um, it's a gift and you know, it's a gift that's meant to be shared with anyone who's willing to receive it. You know what I mean? And, um, so for me, it's just like, I, I, you know, I know for a fact that I want to go everywhere around the world and sing in as many places in this world as I can. Um, yeah, just because I feel like, I don't know, it's my calling and it's what I think it's what the world needs is to, to be inspired to be empowered to like to be reminded that we're here for a reason like mm-hmm. we're not just pointlessly living <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like that there's purpose to to our existence and
1: I agree I mean your yeah. songs make me feel inspired to kind of like face up to maybe my own my own sin or like the sin I see around me yeah yet also, Encourages me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, it's, I'm trying, like,
0: for me, it's like, it's always this thing. Like, I said, I love the word balance. And it's Mm like, I think even with music, it's like, I want to be able to point out, like, oh, this is what I'm seeing. Like, even if it's about myself, and just, like, saying, like, these are the mistakes that I've made. And yet, they still room, and they still space, and they still, and I can still change, and I can still grow. Like, it's both and, you know what I mean? Like it, like I, the two go hand in hand, and I feel like that's what I want to accomplish. Is music is like that? Yes, I can talk about the hard things, but I, I, can also talk about hope and love and faith and like, and the ability to conquer and the ability to like rise above whatever is thrown at you. Like we all have that capacity to, to rise above and like you know, um, and
1: i think people are honestly craving that kind of depth in yeah. their lives
0: and it, yeah and i think you know just like where the world is right now like it is like you've, you've, i feel like i don't know in a collective way you you sense that people just want something that's like that is going to help them be like okay this is possible we can do this like you know like yeah. this is not the end
3: True. <laughs> you know
0: this is it's just a phase that is happening and um, yeah and I would love to be part of you know a movement that that contributes to like helping people move along and just be like okay we can do this like and um, yeah yeah
1: yeah that's awesome yeah. <laughs> I love that creative energy <laughs> Um, um, you've already you've already kind of talked about this, but something in your bio uh, mentioned remember our shared humanity mm. Yeah, and I feel that kind of implicit in in some of your songs as well like I, don't, I feel this sense of like kind of reaching out to our neighbors and um, I mean that you've kind of talked about this, but. I'm curious, like, how how does that play out in your own life? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I was thinking,
0: of, it's funny you said that, because I was thinking about it this morning, like, I was like, you know, whether you believe in the Big Bang Theory or, like, a creation story, like, the beginning of humanity is always from this thing. Like, it's, you know, from one thing that just, like, then explodes into everything mm-hmm. that that we see in in the universe whether it's like god speaking creation or things into 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 life or whatever or if it's like the big bang where everything just kind of like explodes but like i
3: mean i know
0: like we come from that
3: yeah thing
0: whatever thing exploded we come from that like the word that god spoke like we came from everything comes from that and like and to me is this reminder of that's we share that all of us like we share our beginning you know Mm -hmm. um and i think um and so that means it's like you know whatever i do with my life whether i see it or not is going to affect somebody else's life you
1: know yeah okay so we might have missed some brilliant advice from naomi but um she has so much wisdom and Um, a grace-filled spirit to share. So I'm just so thankful to you for talking with me. Thank you, Claire.
0: It's a pleasure. (laughs) I really enjoyed our conversation. Really.
1: Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, And I want to say happy International Women's Day to you. Oh, thank you. And you too. Because you really are such an inspiring woman with um, your thoughts to share and what you're sharing out in the world through your music.
0: Well, thank you. It was my pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you for sharing your art and... um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, my pleasure. The end of my conversation with Naomi was arguably the best part of the conversation. Um, the whole conversation was a blessing, but I was so bummed that my um, my recording app like had an error message for the last probably thirty minutes of the recording, which so we missed out on that. But nevertheless. I think that maybe God had something in mind (laughs) for those words to only be left on my heart. And I think it's the sort of thing where the the feeling that I got from the conversation, the encouragement I got kind of went beyond the words that were spoken. Um, Naomi did. The last question that I asked her was, Looking back, what would you tell your 22-year-old self? Like, what advice would you give to your 22-year-old self? Um, And she shared something with me that felt so relevant. (laughs) I don't even know if it quite will quite resonate, but what she told me was that at this point in... if she was looking back at her 22 year old self, she would acknowledge that, like, it can be such a chaotic, painful time in some ways. And all you can do is sort of acknowledge that pain and, and see where it leads and respond to it. Um, She called it following your breadcrumbs, as if like, I don't know, you had like a little trail of breadcrumbs that you were following somewhere that like each, each situation, each experience um, is something to learn from, something that's gonna bring you somewhere else. Um, and for me, I think just letting myself ask questions and letting myself um, feel what needs to be felt and then responding to those things is sort of trying to follow my breadcrumbs (laughs) and certainly that's not easy but I think she just really spoke to the importance of staying true to oneself in the journey when it comes to emotions and um and motivations and and living out your calling so um yes um This whole conversation was a blessing to me. I hope it was a blessing to you. My hoogalit tip of the day is pull an all-nighter by yourself. Make cookies and nearly ruin them, but hope that they turn out anyways. Um, And just laugh through the process (laughs) because it's all going to be okay. And live in Thank you so much for listening. Peace and love, friends. Because we are all in the same
2: place Trying to find a way to be in this world And live in peace And it's not a crime to feel what mm. they